In order for your company to work for you, rather than you working for your company, you have to understand these three core components of your financial statements. Today we have residential financial expert, Mr. Gary Ellis, is gonna teach us all the ropes. Hi, welcome back to Contractor University. I'm Gary Ellix, and we are going to introduce you today to all three financial statements. We're going to talk about financial structure inside of the contracting business. And so there are three core financial statements, and we need to be good at all of them. There's a lot of confusion about that. What do we do with the information? How do we interpret it? Um, what decisions do I make? And all three of the financial statements have a very specific place to help you as a business owner really take your business to a place where the company and the business is actually working for you and you're not working for the business. So what I'd like to do is give you a broad overview of the three financial statements and then let's talk about them individually as we work through the financial module. Each of the topics will be organized right underneath of this. So we'll go through one, two, and three in great detail. We'll introduce KPIs later. We'll introduce the idea of using reporting and management decision-making, interpretation. So I'd like to guide you through the very first phase of this conversation, which is what are the financial statements? Why do they exist? Uh, who decided at one point that this is what made sense? And sort of the why of it all. So let's go into the whiteboard studio and let's take a look. All right, welcome into the whiteboard studio. And what I have here is really the very top level conversation of financial management, financial statements. And so we have three basic financial statements that we need to be aware of. And I want you to understand the essence of each of them and the why of what we do with those financial statements so that if you go back to your business or you go back to your accounting function and say, I don't have a cash flow statement, I think we need one, you'll understand the purpose of why you might want to go through the work of doing that. So let's take a look. Everybody really knows the income statement uh, the, what we also call a profit and loss statement. So we start with the idea of sales. We then have cost of goods sold. We'll drill into the details of how do we actually break down a financial statement. How do we, what goes in each one of these excuse me, areas. How do we organize the information around overhead. And EBIT, of course, is earnings before interest and taxes. Again, we'll go into great detail on each one of these. So don't get too concerned about that. The income statement for us is the rearview mirror. It's looking backwards at what happened to our operations based on the idea that we sold some stuff, we installed it, we serviced it, maybe we installed some water filtration, um, maybe we put in an on-demand water heater. How did it actually work? So think of the income statement as, a, as one big job cost. So a week, a month, six months, a year, your income statement is the historical record of your performance. It says this is what you did. It doesn't predict what you're going to do. That's later. The second statement is what we call a balance sheet. So people get confused. Well, what's a balance sheet? Why do I need a balance sheet? Well, balance sheet is how we really look at what the company is worth at that moment in time. We call that a snapshot. So if we're looking at the rearview mirror here, this would be equivalent to the car just sitting stationary. We're a moment in time. We're looking around and we're saying, hey, this is where we are. We're right here. So we're going to have assets. That's going to be stuff like cash, account receivable, inventory, uh, prepaid, if you prepaid some assets. Uh, any of those types of areas where it's worth something to the company, that's what we consider an asset. 
Liabilities, of course, are what we owe. So if I buy equipment from a supplier, they're going to want paid. I treat that as an account payable. That is a liability. If you do extended warranties, you owe maintenance agreement visits. These would be examples of future liabilities. So you would have some of those liabilities. So I put some numbers in here, 130. And so that allows us to then look at owner's equity. What is owner's equity? Well, that's the value of what's left over inside of the company after I pay off my bills. So in essence, the accounting equation goes like this, and we'll deal with this later. Assets are equal to liabilities plus owner's equity. So this guy here plus this guy here equals this guy here. And that is why we call it a balance sheet, because assets are always equal to the combination of liabilities and owner's equity. The why of that is this. We want this number to be bigger than this number. Therefore, we have something that we're worth. So if I'm buying your company or you're looking at your business, you obviously don't want a lot of liabilities. You do want a lot of assets from the standpoint of cash, liquidity. Tangible assets also go in here. So vehicles would be an example. If you had uh, machinery, like we have jetters, uh, we might have specific type of mechanical equipment. You might have a sheet metal shop. Uh, we do uh, plasma cutter, things like that. Those would be hard, tangible assets. So there's different kinds of assets. We just want more of them up here than we have liabilities down here. So think about it this way. If I bought a truck, it's worth X, but I've got to pay the truck, so I've got a liability. So this might end up being you know, a zero down here from the standpoint of the truck, what it's worth, what I owe, no owner's equity. The better the company performs over time, typically the larger the owner equity get. Now, it depends on your tax situation. Some people like to take money out of these businesses, and I'm 100% for that. So we just need to understand what the balance sheet does. It's a snapshot. It's right now where I'm sitting, what I'm worth today. What, do, what does the company owe? What does the company have available to it? What's going on in the world? Then the one that confuses most people is the cash flow statement, what we call the cash flow forecast. So I'm going to take you through just a real quick example of this. Again. There's a video later inside of our series that you're going to go in and we're going to do a drill down on what a cash flow statement looks like and how to create that forecast. Basically, what it is is cash that we have on hand right here, which I have started out as zero because right now I got nothing on me. Cash in. My man is going to give me $100 because I'm doing this video. So I got $100 cash in. I just received it. Fantastic. I feel very good about that. Now I got 100 bucks. Fantastic. What am I doing with that? Unfortunately, I got to buy lunch today. It's going to cost me $120. So I'm going to go buy Jimmy John's for everybody. $120. Freaky fast. Jimmy John's. I just paid him $120. I just have a negative $20 situation. So think of it in your world. You take a job and you're not paid the money. Cash in is what you collect. It's not what you build. So when we start talking about accounting, this is cash, like a checkbook ledger. So nobody has given me any extra money. I just got the 100 bucks to buy lunch. Turns out it costs 120. And so I took a job. I didn't price it right. I didn't get paid. So I got a little bit of money. I, don't have, I still owe. So I owe 120 bucks. I paid it. I'm minus 20. Not good. Bank loan. Well, I'm going to take a bank loan because if I don't, 
I'm going to end up not being surviving. So I'm going to take a loan for 50 bucks. Loan needed ideally would be zero, but on a cash flow forecast, the purpose of this place right here is to predict in the future what your business growth will cost you. So I'm going to say that again. The purpose of having a cash or bank loan, bank line of credit, is to predict what your growth may cost you. Growth costs money. You might have to buy a new truck. You might have to expand your building. You might have to buy sheet metal. You might have to take a job that's a larger job than you have the ability to do based on your current cash. Uh, you may, in fact, decide that you want to buy a company. All of those are fine aspects. I have zero problems with any of those. The principle would be that you just need to predict what's going on. So given this situation here, what we're doing is we're saying, well, I'm going to take a $50 note. I don't have to pay it back right away. That gives me a net cash, 30 bucks. Great. So I move that up to the next week or the next month. I start with $30 cash in my pocket. I'm good. I collect 100 bucks. Next job, I only owe $50 out. That gives me $80 remaining cash. Boom. I have to pay back the loan, which I would be happy to do. I don't need another loan, but I'm going to pay back the loan. So this little quadrant right here is the bank line of credit and your relationship with cash in, cash out relative to that note. I paid back the note, so I no longer owe the bank any money, and I still have $30 left over. The company is now free cash flow positive. So you're going to want to think about that. Cash flow negative, cash flow positive. This is a month. This is a month. This could be a week. So when I drill into the cash flow statements for you, we will talk about the usage of that. This is a, uh, basically a weekly process, especially if you're in commercial, if you're in new construction, if you're in any kind of work that requires you to sort of front the material, equipment, and labor to produce. Even though you're selling it at a profit, the, the receivable, the cash that comes in from the collection process, is not necessarily timely. Because of that, we have to predict when we might get that money. And that may tell us we need to actually borrow a short-term amount of money in order to take that commercial job. So we do about 40% of our work in commercial. We do some commercial plumbing. We do some commercial maintenance, commercial replacement. Sometimes large jobs require us to go to the bank line of credit if we don't have the capital sitting in the business. And we borrow the money. And that's OK, because we know we're going to collect the money. We know we're going to actually be cash flow positive. What you want is a big number right here. So we'll spend a lot more time on each of these financial statements. We'll drill into the financial statements for the income statement. We'll drill into the balance sheet and the accounting equation. And we will drill into the cash flow forecast. The cash flow forecast. This is the front of the car. So we're driving. This is looking behind. This is when the car is parked at a stoplight. Looking around, this is what we're worth. And this is when we're driving the business forward and we're growing. We're looking out the front window and we're trying to predict what's going to happen out there. You need all three financial statements to be excellent at decision making. The key process here is, one, we are a, this is our report card system. This is what we're doing historically. This is what we're doing at the moment. And this is what we think we can do. So the second part of this is decision making gets better once we have three financial statements. If you take this out of the equation, you don't have your forward-looking growth plan. And a lot of contractors will ask me that question on Ask the Expert. How much does it cost to grow? 
And the answer is, it's different for each business. We have to have a cash flow forecast in order to determine that. Let's get together and do that. That's part of a business plan, by the way, to determine what does it cost? What do I need to spend? How many trucks? Do I need to hire people? Do I need to market? Do I need a bigger building? Can I be more productive? These are all questions that you would ask that would lead to answers on the cash flow forecast. Third area, how we adjust. If you don't like what you see here, or here, or here, this is the decision process in point two in the key lesson plan, you gotta make adjustments. So this could be pricing, this could be the type of work that you're taking, maybe you don't wanna take that job. These are the decision points that help you go, hmm, maybe I don't wanna invest my capital in that. Maybe it's time to not do that type of work. Maybe new construction is good for me, maybe it's not. There's no right answer to that. It's what you need to think about relative to your own adjustments. And then four, you know, every one of these statements has a different purpose. Uh, the accounting world didn't just invent, invent these, you know, to employ accounts. The purpose of this is, this is business 101. We need an income statement to tell us how we operated. We need a balance sheet to tell us what our capabilities are. What are we worth if we, if we are looking at the company and we say, we got a healthy, strong company. So this is like a physical for your business. And then over here, this is the future. This is the business plan. I want to grow. Where do I want to go? Replacement, plumbing replacement, commercial. You know, can I afford to buy a company? You know, if I do, do I take a bank loan? Can I pay it off? There's tons of decision processes that occur here. What you need to do is recognize that each statement tells you something specific. You need all three of them to be effective. Let's go back in studio. All right, so numbers are numbers. They're going to tell a story. What I want to do is I want to make sure that we go through this particular series in the module under financial management, and we are drilling into each one of these statements in detail so that you're educated and aware of the why, and you decide for yourself whether or not you want to put the effort in and you want to actually put something like a cash flow forecast in. Uh, your bookkeeping function or your accounting function may not necessarily provide that to you today. Uh, your balance sheet might not look like the one I show you, so you might want to make adjustments. The goal here is that you understand there are three statements. They each have a purpose. They're necessary to be effective at management, not necessarily production. So you can go out and do a service call or you can do an install. The purpose of financial statements are to help your managers make good decisions, make informed decisions, and honestly decide where you want to invest in the future. So as always, if you have questions, send me a note through the Ask the Expert portal. Contractor Connect out on Facebook is there. Uh, the team here at Contract University loves to help. This is what we do. This is our passion. So I hope we made numbers interesting. Hope you liked the series. I'll see you on the next video. Now I know the financial stuff is the most exciting stuff in the world, but we have to learn these principles and execute on them if we want our business to work for us. If you're a member of EGIA Contract University, make sure you log into the learning platform and take Gary's brand new financial management course. If you're not a member of Contract University, you can get free access to the platform for 30 days simply by clicking the join button at the top of this page. In 30 days, you can get through the entire financial management course with your accountant and have a much better understanding of how your financials should be structured. When your financial statements are set up properly, you can start to be much more profitable. You'll know where you're winning and you'll know where you're losing. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us next week where Steve Schallenberger will be in the house talking about living a well-balanced life as a business owner. That's it for today. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>